You always see that bullshit on social media or online with those notable figures who start their day with cold plunges and journaling and all this other cute stuff, and they ask them what they did to get to that point, and they'll say they did all that cute stuff that they're doing now, when in reality, the secret from getting from A to B was hard work. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Waiting Game Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Brandon Wakeling, and for this episode... I've done similar episodes in the past. This is more of a reminder, let's say, for those that love getting in the weeds when it comes to weightlifting technique, minor details, whether that's recovery, nutrition, sleep, all very important things with their training. If there's one thing that people can be a little too passive in, I would say, when it comes to progressing in weightlifting, that is the pursuit of strength. And we all like to watch weightlifting on social media, all the big competitions that have been happening as of late, whether that be the Asian Championships, the European Championships. We see a lot of aesthetically pleasing lifting, very good technique, and obviously it's great to watch. If there's one thing that gets overlooked or it's more of something that's not really portrayed as it's not really all that glamorous, that is just how strong these lifters really are. If I am to list off a couple of names that I would consider household names in weightlifting and just how strong they are, let's start with Kuo Sing Chun from Taipei, so a former Olympic medalist. She lifts in the 59 kilogram category and she can back squat 190 kilograms. Or another within that category who I don't really like to mention this example because this lifter has been banned at least three times across two different countries that she's competed for. But I remember a video going around years ago of Boyanka Kostova of Azerbaijan. She's lifted for a couple of countries within that Eastern European region. But at 58 kilos, she front squatted 200 kilos. And for me, as a 73 kilogram lifter, my best front squat is 210, which obviously isn't a front squat to be laughed at. My best back squat is over triple body weight at 230 kilograms. But if I compare this to the elite level, let's say the top of my weight category, the top of the 73 kilogram category for the last couple Olympic blocks has been Shi Ziyong from China. And as I said, my best front squat is 210, back squat 230. Shi Ziyong's best front squat is 255. Which for reference, if I was, say, just after I hit my 210 front squat, I loaded up 255 kilograms, my legs would be shaking just to try unrack that from the squat rack. And if I were to start descending, after I hit the bottom of that squat, there's more chance that I melt through the floor than stand that thing back up. Another example, let's just set this as the last example because I think I've proved my point. Everyone knows Lu Zhejun, especially with his whole Lu Zhejun brand and shoes and everything out now. His best squats at 77 kilograms body weight 
His best front squat is 275 kilograms, and his best back squat is 305 kilograms. Now, what I'm not saying here is that you need to double, triple down on squatting, forget about technique altogether, and try to squat a house before then focusing on any technique whatsoever. What I'm saying is when you have squats programmed, don't treat them as something that you can simply just go through the motions, get the reps done, and then leave the gym. It does take more of an effort to try to progress and up your squats each time. And at the end of the day, stronger legs lift heavier barbells. And this is something that I would say I have excelled at from the start in weightlifting. For one reason being that I do have shorter legs, so naturally my squat was better. I was positively reinforced for being inclined to have a better squat, so then I chased it harder. And I say it in that way because I've seen people of all shapes and sizes have a strong squat. It's just something that you have to continuously work at and be motivated to try improve that as you progress in weightlifting. And I've tried to purposely structure my squats in a way that I was motivated to try to up the ante every time. So for me, my squat volume, generally, the most reps that I'll do is a set of seven. I'll scale that down to fives, sometimes fours, threes, twos, and ones. And I track my PBs for everything. And just to rattle off off the top of my head, my best back squat volume numbers for a set of seven is 195, for a set of five is 205, for a set of three is 215, for a set of two is 220, and for a set of one is 230. And the reason why I know these numbers all so well off the top of my head is that it is something that I would actively be thinking about every single time I stepped in the gym and had a set of heavy squats programmed. I say heavy as when I program for myself and my athletes and my coach Miles programs for me, we set exercises as heavy or not heavy. When it's heavy, you can push above the percentage prescribed. When it's not heavy, the focus is simply on technique or getting the volume through the body. So whenever I have heavy squats programmed, my aim is to always do more than I did last time. And if I'm informed for it and around a PB level, I'll go for it. And if you were to get out the textbook, it probably doesn't align exactly with what is the most efficient way to gain strength, but my methodology is I like to keep it simple, know what I'm doing when I'm going in, don't complicate the process, and just focus on enjoying squatting, chasing numbers, and using a competitive drive that I innately have to try to increase my squat. I have a fair idea how my brain works, and if I'm focusing on these numbers each time I go in the gym, give it enough time and a good enough run with no injuries, no niggles, as that's always the number one priority is to maintain that status of being injury-free, then my squat is going to go up and my lifts are going to thank me for it. So now that you know my intent when I go into a session that has squats or a not even a strength movement, some technical movements, I do approach this the same way whether that's snatch, clean and jerk, jerks, I'm always trying to up the ante when I'm feeling good and it's heavy prescribed. But I do digress. I am keeping this on the topic of strength. So having all that said, with all this intent with strength training, how often would I recommend squatting per week? Over my years so far, I would have followed essentially all the kinds of squatting variations aside from squat every day. I've never done squat every day 
the most that I've squatted per week is four days a week squatting. And some of those days being twice a day squatting, going back to when I was doing double days every day. Four times a day is the most that I've done for squatting. And that boosted me up to a triple body weight back squat for the first time. I've also followed two times a week squatting. And even with that method, I reached again three times body weight at a heavier body weight category. So I don't think there really is one set way that you do have to follow in order to hit your strength goals. If there's one commonality between when I was squatting twice a week and four times a week is that when I was squatting, I was pushing it quite hard to the point of discomfort. I was never just going through the motions, ticking boxes and then going home. There does need to be some intent behind it. You do need to lift heavier than you did previously and begin to build up momentum in order to start increasing your squat. Essentially, all I'm boiling this down to is hard work. It's something that's not exactly commonly expressed these days, as especially in the fitness industry, people like to sell bullshit and say they sell secrets and to do this and that. When you're asking people for advice how to get to A to B, some people would just say what they're doing now while they're already at B, when actually when they were at A, where potentially you might be, what their secret was, was they were working really hard to get from A to B. You always see that bullshit on social media or online with those notable figures who start their day with cold plunges and journaling and all this other cute stuff, and they ask them what they did to get to that point, and they'll say they did all of that cute stuff that they're doing now, when in reality, the secret from getting from A to B was hard work. And that is something that cannot be discounted when it comes to the pursuit of strength in weightlifting. Now, I probably digressed a lot more than I needed to there, but I think I got my point across of the reminder that I wanted to put out there for this year. Don't discount your strength training as much as it is important to do all the minor details and focus on your technique, nutrition, recovery. Just make sure when you're going down to your local recovery center that you've at least been training hard enough so that your body will respond to the recovery protocols you put it under. Now, with that being said, as always, I thank everyone for listening to this podcast, and I will catch you all next week with another fresh episode. Talk to you then.